Welcome to Afrolit, everyone. Welcome to episode seven. Hey, do we say hey? Yeah, we have some guests here. My name is Bobo, and once again, I'm with the beautiful Edwa. This girl, and talking to her damn self. She always introduces me. Like, well, it's nice though, it's nice. But yes, hello, people. <laughs> Oh, y'all are too cute. But we have guests here with us tonight. Yes, we do. Tonight is our first guest episode edition. Yes. And we're starting a series. Exactly. We're going to be starting an ongoing series where we we just have guests, interesting women, just interesting cool people with cool perspectives come in um, and share their insights. Just for whatever topic we're talking about. <laughs> so for today, because we'll be talking about Africans versus African Americans, um, a very hesitant conversation and very, very, very important right yeah. now. Um, so we're gonna introduce our two guests. So we can start with you, Mani. Hey guys, I'm Damani, also known as Mani. Um, we are. I'm. What is it? We are two woke girls. I'm one half of two woke girls and a blogger. Um, Yeah, and I like to talk shit on my blog and podcast. Exactly. (laughs) About shit that white people do that I don't like and stuff like that. (laughs) Tell them the name of your podcast. Um, It's Two Woke Girls. Yes. Follow them on SoundCloud. Definitely subscribe right now. Are you guys only on SoundCloud or are you on other platforms? Only on SoundCloud. Okay. I'm working on iTunes. Okay. Yeah, that's very, nice. cool. very cool. Very cool. Oh, very and cool. I'm Ugo. Yes. And yes. Call me Gogo as well. That's my. That's what my friends call me. Some of them. But um, yeah. And I'm the other half of Two What Girls, and I am a journalist trying to make it. Yes. And that's about it. Yeah. The right city. So. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Because this is a cultural ethnographic episode, we're just gonna have everyone go around and say where you're from. Yeah. Um, we all currently live in New York, but like, where did you grow up? Where were you born? And just where are your roots? Indeed. So yeah. let's start, Bobo. Where is the? Where is you? Where are you from? Where am I from? I'm from Mars. I'm from outer space. I'm <laughs> so Bobo is canceled. <laughs> um, no. Aside from being from intergalactic space, I'm South African. And currently live in New York. <laughs> Before New York, I was in LA, but in general, I've just been traversing the planet. So, because I can't sit still, I've just sort of lived in different places, and I can go into that in another episode. But wow. for now, I'm a nomad These living lies. in New York. <laughs> These lies. Well, <laughs> yes, I am. Where's the lie? <laughs> I see the lights. We can That's discuss that in the next episode. <laughs> um, yes, so I am definitely a New Yorker. I was raised in New York, but I was actually born in England. Oh, And But my heritage and family are from Kenya, so I always claim Kenya. And yeah, but I've lived in New York majority of my life, so that's why I definitely consider myself a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah, that's me. What about okay. you guys? Um, I guess I'll go first. I am from Atlanta, was born in Miami. Um, that's so, where majority of my family family still lives. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad and his family are Bahamian. Live my it. mom is regular black. Um, <laughs> Whatever that means. Regular. Yes. <laughs> black is never regular, she is I know. Black, hashtag. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'm from. I'm now in New York. Um trying to glow. So I, I, I like that. that. I like that. Yes. And I am from Atlanta as well, but I was born in Houston, Texas. Um, yeah, H-Town. What? H-Town. <laughs> that. But yeah, um, my parents were Nigerian, so I, you know, identify as Nigerian myself. And uh, yeah, in New York, came here for school, and I am still here. What school did you go to? I went to NYU for my master's. Very so, cool. Yeah. Very, very expensive. Cool. I don't. Oh. Know. <laughs> well, it's so cool. It's so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer. Oh my I know, so she right? She tells you how much 
That's a different Don't story. Say it. Right. It's a different story that for how much story. I owe that school. But uh yeah, that's that's it. Nigerian American. Lovely. Definitely. So let's get into our first question. Hey, let's go. <laughs> so so this is a question for Ugo and Mani, since you guys are our resident Americans. Sort of. Um, <laughs> right? Until this guy, Until Agent Trump Orange, comes. says something else. Oh, God. Lord Jesus. Bumbles. How do you guys identify and why? Um, is it African American? Is it Black American? Do you want to go first or do you want to? I'll let you go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I identify as Nigerian American because. Um, I know, like, where my roots are. Um, I go back to Nigeria almost every year. Like, Amazing. I'm very grounded in my culture. Mm-hmm. And I think I identify with that just because of the way I was brought up. I'm very, like, submerged in, like, the Nigerian-American, like, community mm-hmm. in Atlanta and New York. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I know my niche as an African. Like, I know what part of Africa I am from. So mm-hmm. I just... I don't only really go about the general like African American because I know like oh I know what part of Africa I'm mm, from so I yeah. say Nigerian American so okay, yeah cool. plus my dad likes to reiterate growing up that we are not from this country <laughs> African parents yeah, do not yeah, know that they will no, remind no, you right, right? Not from this country <laughs> <laughs> my dad will always say that like right yeah even when you're trying to fit in, I know, know, they would let you know. Why do you want these American clothes? I know. Oh my goodness! Like I remember, like I was ashamed of my name for like the longest, and I was trying oh my to. God. My middle name is Aloma, so I was trying to be like, oh, my name is really like Alana. One girl called my house asking for me. My dad was like, who, who is Alana? Um, she goes to school with me. And he was like, huh? Who? Like, my dad was so confused. And so we all got in trouble because he found out that I was trying to go by a different name. So I know that's right. Girl, you better be proud of him. Proud when I was making fun of? No. Okay. That's that. Yes, we will break that down. You gotta you run. I have <laughs> about that as well. Yeah, we'll, we're we definitely gonna discuss that. Shame is <laughs> We all Shame have as young kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mani, talk to us. Yes. Um, Who are you? Girl. <laughs> so, once upon a time, I referred to myself as African American because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'd been told that I was. Um, and I come from a, a family that's like, they're very mm, conscious in reminding us, like, where our roots are. Okay. And. I've always known that, like, my roots are grounded somewhere in Africa. May mm-hmm. not know where, but, like, don't ever forget that shit. <laughs> as long yes. as you live under my roof. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Now, I just say, like, I'm black. Um, haven't been too proud of America. So, that's... <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest, that's why. Um, I don't know. I just have my moments, like... I am American because I know that my ancestors, like, were a driving force in, you know, building up this country. But, I don't know, I just say I'm black because right now America's kind of, mm. kind of ashamed. Mm. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. And I also in. feel like um, as a black girl and, like, I went to a predominantly black school. All of my friends are African, but I noticed with a lot of black girls, they would always want to claim, like, Oh, they felt the need to say they were mixed with something. Anything right. besides black. Oh my gosh. So I right. just take I just take pride in knowing that I'm beautiful because I'm black and that's what I am. And if you yes. ask what I'm mixed with, it's Negro, house slave, <laughs> cotton slave, Bars. whatever. Just like that's what I am. I'm yeah. black. So yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Please print that out and put it on walls. Trump's wall. Yeah. Yes. This tower right here. Truly. You know? mm-hmm. Listen. Equa, tell us about yourself. Of course, of course. So I think we've said this a little bit, but I am from Kenya. I claim Kenya even though I wasn't technically born there. Mm-hmm. But even though I've lived in New York for all the many years I have, I call myself a New Yorker when I'm in America. Yeah. And, like, in Kenya, if anyone asks me where I live, I'll tell them I live in New York City, but I'll never claim America 100% in that regard. Yeah. 
as long, <laughs> even though I've lived here for practically all of my life. So I do you would, consider yourself a Kenyan-American? I would consider myself a Kenyan-New Yorker. <laughs> like, okay, I'm very specific yes. with this. Yeah. Especially in this political climate. Yeah. But even before that, because even when I would go around America, like when I went to LA, which I absolutely hated, <laughs> when I went to Atlanta, it was all right, but I still was like, ah. And I went to Chicago, and I was like, there's so many other parts of America that I just don't like. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I was in, or I've lived and have been raised in New York City, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, it sounds, it sucks, because every time I try to, like, leave New York and, like, you know, experience something else, I always end up missing it, in a way. Yeah. So that's why I know there's so much of New York that is just a part of me, you know? Even in our, like, really mixed culture, there's, mm-hmm. like, a New York culture that mm-hmm. is very, very distinct, you know, and so that's why I definitely, but even when I'm in Kenya and I'm with my family, I definitely identify with them wherever we are, you know, so, so when we're in home. the village, yeah, exactly, so when we're in the village, like, that will be home, when we're in Nairobi, that will be home, but I still consider parts of New York home as well, because I've spent my formative years in New York, in New York mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's also what create like there's this new paradigm of Africans that have grown up in cities around Ooh. America. Oh yeah, the Afro modern Yeah, but mm-hmm. still claim roots to America or in, to Africa, you mm-hmm. know, and to their specific very specific countries. Yeah. You know, to know exactly where your grandparents come from in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Like that's a yeah. beautiful thing. You know? And of course African Americans don't necessarily have that privilege but I think it's also the opportunity for them to understand and learn and then at the same time really identify with the Africans who are just living in America. Mm. You know? I like that. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. A little something, you know, salt bay. Let me get something. Sprinkle. But yes, Bobo. No, I feel like I definitely So, yeah, I definitely, um, I feel like I do identify with this idea of, like, the Afro-modernist woman who has roots and claims these parts of Africa. So, for me, South Africa, Johannesburg, it's lit. However, because my formative years weren't necessarily spent there, and I haven't really... I've sort of grown up in these different places. Mm -hmm. I can't say it necessarily always feels like home, like when I'm there, and I can't say I necessarily always fit in when I'm there. Oh, I feel that. You know? It's like you get there, but you still feel foreign. So I'm like a perpetual foreigner. That sounds a bit morbid, but it's not really morbid. I sort of like not having, like, geographic attachments, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, yeah, so I am South African, 100%. I do not have a blood of anything else. Um, I was born in South Africa, and I've lived in, like, Belgium, Geneva, L.A., and now New York. Um, I do not... I wouldn't call any of those cities home, per se. I feel like home is more so dependent on the people that are in the specific cities that affect me more than actual specific cities themselves. So, like, I could literally be living on Mars, but if my parents are there, then that's home. Or if, like, you my family is there. Right? She's, <laughs> she's really trying to go. You know? <laughs> she will literally go. I mean, like, she let them. I mean, so you could travel with Richard Branson, but just know he'll be inside and you're not. You're definitely outside the well, spaceship. Even in, even in space, I'm a field slave. <laughs> even in space. Wow. 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 I saw the Martian. Yo, that shit. <laughs> oh, I know God. what it's like. Right? Okay. But to speak more on this, cultures, do you guys feel like there's a divide between Africans and African American? Also, okay, is the term African American derogatory? Like, should I not... Is there a difference between African American and Black American? Okay, you guys are shaking your head. No, but mm-hmm. I, don't I don't think so. 
I feel like sometimes it is in a way. Like I feel like there's a certain group of African Americans when I say like, oh yeah, y'all are African American, they might take offense. Yeah. Like maybe what the, because um, I maybe the hotel of, people. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's where we talk about hotel. I know, right? <laughs> You're the worst. I'm sorry. This man, me. I oh, had yeah. like the shells in my hair, and he comes into my job like, "I want to marry you. You're so beautiful. Like I saw your hair. Like, um, do you know what these shells mean? Like, where did you get them from? Like, and I was like, the beauty supply. <laughs> and he was just so turned off. Like, leave me alone. He's like, like, you came into the store anyways. Yes. He's right. like, you don't even know the name. Of these, he he expected like, you to be like I got them from Goddess Ashanti, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I out. found them in the oceans, uh, and he was selling like chakras. Of course, oh, stay no. away from men who smell like incense. Yes. I know, right? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I could go all day, right? Yeah, but since yes. it's not derogatory. Do you think there's a divide between African Americans and yeah, money? What do you think? I do. Yeah. yeah. Um hmm. I think on like both ends it's kind of like a like a mis misinformation okay. kind of. That's real. <clears throat> like um I at my school is hella ignorant people. <laughs> but like all of my friends are African and I had uh one friend really close to me, they make jokes about her name or whatever. Wow. Didn't understand her name, but then you have like uh, black girls at my school with names like Shaniqua and things mm. like which I'm not judging. I have cousins with names like that, but um, I'd also hear jokes from my African friends about like their names and like you know the the comment made about like not having culture, right. like things yeah. like that. So I think it's just misinformation. Um, I think that a lot of black people, for some reason, they feel like the closer you are to being white. It's it's better in a way, so they kind of don't want to know those roots, those African roots. And then I think there are those people that want to act like they know those roots, but they haven't really done the research. And then you have those hotep people. <laughs> so, wow. and then sometimes you'll have like Africans who don't even they get impatient with with black people that act like that and don't want to inform them and say, you know, actually this is this and this is why my name is this, like. So, I don't know, I think it's just misinformation across the board. And, mm, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugo, how do you feel? Mm, I think just from my personal experience, because... Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. From my personal experience, it's like <clears throat> just... Because I have black friends and then, of course, growing up in an African household. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that some Africans have, like, a negative, like, view of African Americans that is true and then it's like vice versa because I've heard some African Americans say oh Africans think they're better than us blah blah Mm -hmm. blah Mm -hmm. and then there are some Africans that think it's true just because they really do they really (laughs) think like you know it's it's true like I have some people in my family like you cannot bring a a African American home you just can't because to them it's just like it's like bottom of the barrel, you know? Yeah, but wow. I think it goes back to education because yeah. if you think about colonization and everything, you know, even though, like, you took us from Africa and took us to America, what they see, the portrayal of African Americans, that goes back to Africa. Mm-hmm. So when they come to America, they have this negative, like, mm-hmm. connotation. They have, like, all these, like, negative views on African Americans. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, well, we're better than you because of blah, blah, blah. But then you have African Americans who don't understand Africans as well. Yes, so yeah. it's just this like unnecessary tension where you can just all like she said, it's miseducation and misinformation. So mm-hmm. that's just mine. Yeah. And you know what I also think? I think it's sort of and this is gonna sound a bit dramatic, but I actually think it's internalized self hate on mm. both ends. Mm. So on one end, you might have the African Americans who want to move closer to whiteness. Because, you know, we've been told our entire lives that, like, white is the the norm, white is the standard. And so, like, you want to be, like, you don't want to be fully black. You want to be, like, I'm black, but I'm also low-key, like, 14% Haitian. Like, I'm 14% European and, like, 8% Native American. My great-great-great-great-great-grandma is like, Irish. But, fam, when the cop and sees you, hair. you're an Asian. Yes. <laughs> Their hair is uh, Jemima. Okay. <laughs> 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 Truly. 
like, you ain't mixed like, with right. some good edge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When a cop sees you, like, is your 14% French roots, are they going to protect mm-hmm. you from the bullet? Yeah. Let mm-hmm. me know. That's real. Um, but then again, on the African side, you have this, this, like, assimilation and conformity complex. So it's like... I don't want to be seen as these raggedy African Americans. I'm other from them. You know, I'm educated. I'm not twerking on TV. I'm not on the. You know, so they want to separate themselves from like the stereotypical black American and seem other so that they're also closer to whiteness. So I feel like on both Mm -hmm. ends, you have two groups who are actually literally the same. Like the only difference between African. Africans and African Americans is a boat. <laughs> However, it's two groups trying to be competing for who can be more white. Mm. And so I feel like that's actually what the divide is. That's so that's real. real. Yeah. I agree with all of what you're saying. But to a certain extent, I think because I've lived here so long and mm. I've also lived in a really culturally diverse city. And so, like, I've had the privilege of seeing other cultures interact with Africans, but then also interact with African-Americans and then, like, Chinese and, you know, just, like, all of these different communities. And what I'll find, though, is... And what you're saying is very true, but to a certain extent, there's... Like, even within African-Americans, there's a separation that they create for themselves. Because, for example, like, in... Brooklyn, you'll see a huge West Indian Caribbean population and like African, some Africans will be there as well because our cultures, or at least from what they understand and know, are very similar. You know, I guess Mm -hmm. also because of colonization, we were all colonized by the British so we all fucked up, blah blah blah. Whereas, when you go to places like Harlem, and like, I guess I haven't been to Bedside recently, and when I have, I've been in all of the genderfied parts, so I don't really get to see this anymore. But when you go to East Harlem, for example, and you get off the train, the four, five, six, and mm. you walk out, you still see people who are kind of just like slung low and sorry, excuse me, but like they look like they could be on drugs or something like that. Whereas in those other communities that are more Caribbean, African oriented they're really trying to like build their community Mm. whereas East Harlem you see things like Malcolm X Boulevard or like Martin Luther King Street or something like that and you'll still see like young or not even young but like the older African American community just not really doing anything just like hanging out sitting there so like I always wonder like within the African American community like is there no sort of amp and I know this is a very general remark to make but like I always think about that because Caribbean all the Caribbean people that I meet all the people of African descent that I meet at least those who are of descent where they may know their where they're from they're Mm -hmm. always very like go-getting like oh no my parents can't stay in this neighborhood like I want them to move I want them you know they're really like there's so much pressure on them to do well whereas I would go to work in the morning, see an African-American dude outside the bodega, come back, still see him standing out the bodega. You know what I mean? And I know it sucks. Like, I know the system has made it so, but, like, there's no go-getting mentality, you know? Yeah. Gonna chime in as the black person. (laughs) Definitely. Like, and I really want them to know, like, why. So, to be quite frank, um... I live in East Harlem, and I feel like what you're describing is some shit that I'm, I'm adjusting to seeing myself. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, oh. um, but how can I put it? I think me Atlanta is like yeah, a very, it's chocolate city. Okay. So you have a lot of affluent black people there, yeah. um, like whether you're African or Caribbean yeah. or just regular black like me, like, just a lot of affluent black people there. Um, But, hmm, I don't want to always blame the system, uh, but a lot of it, I feel like, is systemic. Like, Mm. um, you have a people that were, we can go all the way back to slavery, but you just have things that are kind of put into neighborhoods to kind of like set people back. And this is like not just a a new thing, but this has been going on for like generations and generations. Like I even saw the craziest like 
tobacco commercial, the don't do drugs commercial, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was saying how like in black neighborhoods they advertise. Yeah, I more. saw that. Yeah, and I'm like that's just crazy. Like, or shit. Even in my neighborhood at home, which is uh like filled with like lawyers, doctors, whatever, you have freaking chicken spots on every corner. You can find a liquor store on every corner, and it's like, mm. what is, what's going on? And mm. then um, one of my friends, she worked for, like, uh, she had a government job, yeah. and she was saying they actually zone out areas. Like, they'll have zones for, like, areas where you can, they'll probably have, like, a lot of, um, like, auto places, mm. liquor stores, and then they zone places for, like, entertainment and, wow. you know, things like that. So it's an in- intentional thing. It's not that we're asking like for these liquor stores to be here, but yeah. this is something that's been going on mm. for years, you know? So it's kind of like a, a needing to stop the cycle. But with some people, it's been going on for so long. It's like... Yeah. It's kind of lose hope. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of dwindles yeah. in a way. And then to be able to tell people like there is a better life, you can do better... I've talked to people, and to them, it seems so far off. Like, I was gonna home say ownership that. sounds like a dream. Like, people hearing that I live in a, like, my home in Atlanta, I have a home with a pool and two parents that live there, and they both, like, have degrees and careers. And it's like, they, oh, your parents both have, like, BMWs. It's like, they don't, it's a dream. Because, right. yeah. Wow. I was going to say that, too, because I feel like it is systemic. And also so cultural, because if you think about the difference between, like, growing up in a village versus growing up, like, in the projects, deadass, if you are African, education is your only liberation. Yeah. Like, that is, that is your own, like, that is the and church. one, basically. Yeah. And so, and also, because you have, like, a whole community of people, like, you are going to school. Like, yeah. this is happening. Everyone is I watching like, you. <laughs> yeah, like, everyone is your mom. Yeah. Everyone can beat you. They will flog you if yeah. necessary. Like, That's it's dope. just, you know, there isn't, You're like... community-oriented. Yeah, we're very community-oriented, very, like, education-oriented. And there's also, like... There isn't really the barrier between what's aspirational and where you are isn't as thick. I feel like mm. if you're as someone who's in the project, I feel like so I feel like if you're growing up, I feel like I'm throwing I'm not even throwing shade, but just like cultural differences. If you're growing up maybe in the projects, you don't really see someone who is aspirational to you and you don't really like you'll go to school and like the teacher doesn't really care because they're not getting paid and like no one really cares about edu- public education in the US. So like the school's not funded. He's in a class with like 500 people. So then it's like why bother even going? But then you also don't have a community that's going to flog you if you're not going to school and you also don't see anyone you don't have that auntie who, like, has made it, but also still comes back to the village, you know? Mm. Like, there's such a strong divide between what you aspire to be and where you are. Where in the projects, I feel like you're not going to see outside of that. Whereas if you're in a village, there's still, like, I feel like you still see yeah. where you can be. Yeah. And it's, like, attainable. So I feel like mm. that one thing is, like... astronomical i agree with you but to a certain extent though i feel like it's equal in the sense that in the village sometimes you may not even have that auntie you know like what if something happened to your family and you don't you know but what i agree with you is that there's a larger community so for example if your parents weren't available to take care of you um and you live in the village you're definitely staying with like an aunt who's relative who may not even be your blood relative but has kind of taken you in as as mm-hmm. your own, mm-hmm. whereas in America, that community does not yeah. exist. But also at think all. about like the media you'd be consuming. Like still, if you're in a village and you like are watching TV, you still see like a black president, oh, a black you okay. know like lawyer. You're seeing okay. Donald Trump, and yeah. you're like 
in a hood somewhere. Or not even, like, you just see Bill Clinton. You literally like just Bush see... Senior. It's just mayonnaise. It's just white Colgate. Exactly. It is so beige. The only people you hear speaking proper English are white people. Exactly. So when you come in contact to, with a black girl like me, I'm called white girl, like... Like oh it's, my gosh! Yeah. Let's see how Rage deep it is. It's a lot. It's and so deep. Even with community, down. you got to think about like you have a a system that is like putting things in place to to take fathers out of homes and to to keep like um, kids away from their mothers and have them in foster care. Like, and I don't want to I don't want to use excuses for us, but it's like a lot of things that it's like things that you have to kind of break down and realize like what's the foundation of all of all of this and then you have people that were lucky enough to like get out of that cycle and they can say like okay we're going to continue to do things like this like because my parents like the their family before them didn't always have it but once they got it my parents sure didn't say oh we're gonna go back to to this mess we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep buying homes and like when we get to our neighborhoods create a community so that you know we're looking out for each other's kids and making sure they're doing what they have to do so it's just it's a lot like yeah it's like as an african you have more incentive to go back and give back Mm. to your village your wherever you started off because it's not seen as subpar it's just seen as other. Whereas in America, I feel like blackness is so... I'm not going to say in South Africa, like, there's no, like, racial, <laughs> you know? We all know but, South yeah. Africa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Intense over there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. But, yeah, I still feel like the, if you still have, like, a black majority country or whatever the case is, like, your blackness isn't seen. You're not perpetually being told that you ain't shit. Whereas I feel like in America, as a black person, <laughs> I'm constantly being reminded <laughs> that you're not white, but though. But even in this 2017, yes, let's be real. Even in 2017, right now, even in 2017. With Insecure on TV and yeah, oh, in my day-to-day Atlanta. life, in my day-to-day life, I still... Still feel Girl, we still like, trying to break ground yeah. in 2017. Even I mean, even with all that on TV, like I don't know that that doesn't mean anything when you. How can I put it? I feel like we always we're great entertainers, and mm. I feel like it's like we still aren't seeing more. Like okay, we have Atlanta and Insecure and Scandal and all this, but if we had as much of images of like. Uh, people, black people in Congress, lawyers, like mm. being shown re- repeatedly, like. That's but I feel real. like even with that, the the way the media gets us, sometimes I'm like, this is what they want. Like we think we're winning because we have all these shows, and oh, Beyonce showed out at. That's what they want. They want us to get complacent with that and and see us as entertainers. Entertainers. Yep. So it's like y'all keep becoming these entertainers, so we can continue to make the real decisions, which Ooh. y'all y'all create, like. That is so real. No, I think what you're touching on is really valid. And I think it even ties us back into what, like, divides African Americans and Africans. Because Africans, when we come, like, we already, like you said, Hugo, like, when we come, we already know you're not from this country. (laughs) Ever think (laughs) that you're going to become the entertainer. You're never going to become the basketball player. Like, you are not, you are becoming a lawyer or doctor. Doctor. Like, that's it. And, like, of course, that is frustrating if you're trying to go into the entertainment industry or even Mm -hmm. stem away from that and maybe just be, like, an interior designer or something. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's that, like, safety net of knowing, like, if you go into those fields, like, you will never be out of a job. You will be mm-hmm. very secure in your lifestyle. You will be very secure in, you know, just establishing, like, the status quo even around you, you know? So, mm-hmm. I just, wow. I think, at least for Africans, and I always think about how, even within Africans, though, like, the class of people that even get to come to America, it's more of those mm. who are, A, escaping something in their country, so maybe they were able to come to America as refugees, mm-hmm. or they, you know, may work in affluent. foreign, yeah, or an affluent, affluent, like they work in uh, foreign policy, or they work mm. in as diplomats, or they maybe had were able to connect with another African who works here, and like, start from them, and just build, so like, 
it's not necessarily the average African who's coming to America, Word. you know? And, like, I think that's why it's so funny that even in coming to America, I feel like it was only the Africans who kind of caught the fact that this guy came to America because he's affluent, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't, royalty. yeah, he was royalty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he wasn't... A regular African. He wasn't <laughs> yeah, he a regular wasn't. African, no, no. you know? Dead. And, like, that's usually the story for a lot of people who are here. Wow. But what... what well, I don't know anymore, but before, Nigeria used to have a lottery. Like, if you got the lottery, you were able to come to America. Mm-hmm. And they just recently stopped it. Really? They did. They did. I had an uncle that came here on the lottery. Like, oh, He wow. got it by just straight luck. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. some regular people do come here, but it's by luck. But ah. usually it's, like, someone that's, like, in oil. Yeah, right. Got lots of money. Yeah. And I it. never connected with those Africans, you know? Like, I mean, of course, like, that group of African is still a part of me but like mm-hmm. even when we go to you know these events and like it's like maybe the Kenyan night or whatever and like they're always talking like oh yeah I'm going to go vacation at this place this place and oh I'm going to go to this and I'm just like I don't really care yeah. about that <laughs> <laughs> talk about something I can't um, relate for real <laughs> right? it was always so like clicky even within that community you know and mm-hmm. I always hated that and that's why I wanted to connect with African Americans, but yo, y'all did not Let's like me. Let's like on when this. I was a kid. Okay, oh Equa, you were talking about gosh. So you and Ugo were talking about how being African just became cool five minutes ago. Definitely. Yeah. That's five minutes ago is when I got to the US. So <laughs> how what were your experiences? Ooh, and did you, you start feel, because I feel like your experience is probably so much oh. more prominent than mine because like you grew up in the south, yeah, I grew up in New York, like the north. I think and like was it from black people or white people? It's actually more black people. Like yo, I mean you're right, like, you're right. Like I don't know like what it is. Like a lot of the white kids are more friendly towards the fact that I was like Nigerian. Like they're like I like your name. Like I think it's so like what is it unique? Exotic, exotic. You know, like, like oh my gosh, she's from like another place. Yeah, they thought it was it was so, <laughs> it was they that thought it was so cool. Like but then like the people that looked like me is in like my skin color. Those were the kids that make fun of me the most most like they made it so hard for me and my sister to like you know just be comfortable like because yeah, I came dead. back I I was born here mm-hmm. I grew up there till I was two okay and so my parents brought us back to America okay and so by that time I was already like well into school because yeah. you know Africans like to put their kids in school in diapers <laughs> and it's not even it's like kindergarten it's like real, real school, school. Right? like you're in there like real talk so I was already there and so I was like it I noticed it up until like middle school like I got called all the names. I got African booty scratcher. Like, wow. the, oh, I saw you in a commercial last night with your, like, you know, those, like, feed the children. Yeah. Like, I got it, like, really bad. Girl, these kids are mean. Like, they're really, really mean. I just thumbtacked the reason for why that may have happened, but, yeah. No, that what? My, my family had flies on their faces? <laughs> no, <laughs> not <laughs> No, God, no. no. Okay. <laughs> why she got made fun of? No, why, like, black kids were probably so mean like that? Why? Because they're probably, they're probably looking like, okay, so we look the same, but we're treated completely different by all these other white people. They bypass us, and, and, and you're probably the only person that, like, if I pick on the white people, they're the majority. You know, nah. so it's probably a bit of like, why are we seen so differently? And you kind of like mm. taking that out on. on yeah, um, I, I get so what you're saying. Because like, you know, Kyle would like you better than Shaniqua. Is that is that where you're trying no, to say? No, Kyle likes Shaniqua. Kyle, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, Kyle. Love, definitely love Shaniqua. Kyle didn't want no African. So it's like, well, really? Yeah. Even yeah. the white really? boys. Even the white oh, guys. A white guy friend, like a boyfriend named Connor, back in third grade. <laughs> that's how so right? <laughs> Connor, right? That's so white. All right. But oh I never God. like boys like in elementary school, and it was kind of weird because like once I got into middle school, I started trying to emulate like mm. African Americans. I put my hair in kinky twists, and I said, "Oh, I have dreads." I used to fight a lot, girl. I was bad. <laughs> I used to steal Air Force Ones in the locker room. I'm screaming. I, you know, like, I, 
I wanted to assimilate so bad. You used to steal Air, air Force. I stole Air Force ones. Yes, I did. If you caught me, we just fight, and that was that was how I, I was. Am screaming yeah. yeah i changed this way i talk now i switched it up i went to the atlanta like yeah girl what's up see girl let me see what happened like that's how i used to talk like i wanted to assimilate so bad because all through elementary school i was picked on so i was like you know middle wow. school i'm just gonna change i'm just gonna act like i'm black i'm gonna go back alana i'm gonna be completely different so it kind of backfired on me because I kept getting in trouble in school. And then the time I got suspended, my dad beat my ass. <laughs> so by, the time, by the time I got to high school, my name was Ugo and I talk like this. And a lot of people are like, damn, Ugo, like, you done switched up on us. Why are you acting all white now? And I'm just like, girl, you know. You know. <laughs> And it's because that man beat the black out of me. Whatever black or black that I thought was in me, it was gone. Because that man oh, beat shit. my ass. And my mom, she tag-teamed me and took out one of my kinky twists. And from that point on, I knew, like... You were Nigerian. I was Nigerian. I was like, you know yeah. what? Go ahead and make fun of me, but that ass whooping is not worth it. It's like, not. It's not. So. <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's my story oh, of, of assimilation oh, and just... My yeah. I'm actually crying. <laughs> oh, yes, my. I will never forget eighth grade. Once I got suspended for fighting, my dad beat oh, my wow. ass. Yeah. <laughs> I quote where you flogged. Damn. <laughs> you know what? I always because I grew up with a lot of my aunties, you know, yeah. and so we like all Africans are very community oriented. So I never like even when I got made fun of, I would run to them and be like, "Oh my gosh, this happened to me! Like, what do I do?" And they'd just be like, "Listen, like." don't worry about it, like, you're fine, like, tell them that they will never understand you, like, you know, you, they're never going to really know what it's like to be someone like you, they would just encourage me to, like, really own in on my differences, rather Mm -hmm. than, like, try to fit in, so that's exactly what I did, and, like, like you said, majority of the white people kind of got that, and, like, liked that, or whatever, and then, but what was interesting, because in New York, like, there's so many other cultures, (laughs) I was able to cling with, like, other, maybe not necessarily Africans, but, like, a lot of Filipino people mm-hmm. or, like, Indian people because they are very community-oriented as well. And so, like, whenever I became, like, I became very close with one of them, I would always get invited to their home or go to a sleepover or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, my mom and, like, their moms would understand each other because they're the same sort of community and they're probably here for the same exact reasons to, like, better our lives, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so... I know, I noticed, especially when I was in middle school, that, or, so, what happened was, I went to a public school for a year before I went to a Christian Catholic school, mm-hmm. and so that year in public school, like, changed my life completely, because that was when I realized, like, <laughs> black people are not the same, like, I was always so, I was really just so confused as to why, like, they were thinking that we weren't the same people, like, I'm like, I'm... But I'm black as well. Like, it never yeah. really occurred to me. Like, you know, like, and I would look that at someone like too. you and be like, oh, you're brown. At, but, like, and then, like, they'd be like, no, I'm not brown. Like, you're you're not black. You, you black. dark. You, you dark. dark, yeah. <laughs> we are not. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> you're just dark so confused. I'm like, dude. And now you're coming from Africa and you're like, oh, my God, you look like me. Yeah, exactly. Because you see all these white people. You look like yeah. me. Girl, get the hell out of here. You're like, oh, my. You get scarred. Like, know. what the you hell? Get so just a cultural like confusion. it was a culture shock yeah and you just, I had the same I yeah, had the same you just get no so I got crazy. to college you laughing but like, this is our reality <laughs> Damani this is our reality and I lived on the black floor like freshman year of college thank you her journey listen to this listen I didn't even sign up to live on the black floor I just got an email after please understand I got an email because they saw your name oh yeah oh she did what I just received an email one day. I'm casually, I'm ch- I'm minding my merry black business yes. and I'm chilling. And I receive an email, welcome to Somerville, the African-American cultural floor. So I'm like, a floor with just black. This low-key sounds like a, a slave ship. Like, it's kind of slavery. But anyway. tasting, you know. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm just, just going to go with it, I guess. I don't know where else I'm going to live. Where, where is this? This is at USC. Mm. And so, yeah. 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 
Yeah. That's a great school, too. It is. Wow. Shout out to my crew. Right, wow. Black floor. Let me tell you, we were the only floor that didn't have cold water. Like, you know the drinking water fountain? Why was ours always hot? (laughs) Tasting like feet uh -uh. every... Why? That was just the shady... Anyway, Mm -mm. so I received this email. And so I moved to LA thinking I'm moving to America. That was mistake number one. Los Angeles... California is not America. So that was mistake I'm telling you, yo. And then I came in like, oh, I'm black. You're black. We're just all gonna be black. Like, we'll just braid each other's hair. Like, (laughs) you know, know, like, we'll just chill. Community, you know, like, welcome to the village. You know, we'll just eat jollof rice. You know, let's make exactly together. (laughs) We'll just just eat jollof rice and make foo food. You know what I'm like? And then we'll just all no, no. As quick, I came to realize that there was acceptable black or there's like cool black. And then there's everyone else. And I love that you bring that up, though, because it's really just five minutes ago that Africans entered that cool black. Yeah. And it started to happen at probably when we were in high school, when people started not, like, African-Americans started wearing, like, dashikis and, like, you know, just... And I think it was... It came with the rise of someone like Kendrick Lamar mm. and, like, that whole genre of music. <laughs> but, like, it was before that time, like, when we were in middle school, it was rough. Oh, wow. You know, it was so rough. And I was so lucky to have experience. Because if I didn't go to public school or even, like, my Catholic school a little bit, like, I probably would never have experienced that. But the funny thing, though, and I kind of realized that this was just me being my snooty African self and, like, being (laughs) sheltered by my parents. Because there was this one guy who I think he was African-American. I never really, like, understood. But he would always come up to me and be like, hey, sis. And I'd be like, oh, we're cousins, but we're probably not related. You know what I mean? Like, I would, and he'd be like, oh, like, but I can still call you sister. And I was like, I don't know if... You were like her. Yeah, yes. I was like, no. I don't think oh, that. No. And like, I mean, he, he took it like a champ. But I can, now when I reflect on that moment, I really think that it was just reflected from that fact that, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm African, like, yeah, you're not, (laughs) you know? And so I've definitely had those moments where, but at the same time, though, I definitely had those moments where I feel like, damn, like, I'm so lucky to be African Mm. and, like, to know, Mm because I do see it from the other side sometimes of, like, you know, you're constantly just being told, like, hey, maybe you don't have any culture, which would literally start a fight in my world. I'm I'm shooting down school. You know, (laughs) and B, the fact that, you know, I can always know, like, you know, if something culturally is happening and, like, Kenya is being discussed, I can always be like, woo-woo, you know, support, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. that's when you post it on Instagram or even before that. That you would tell your friends like oh yeah this is happening blah 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 yeah. like especially during like the marathons or whatever even though I definitely don't run marathons but <laughs> you know so like there's like that sense of pride that always comes but Word. and on the flip side like you know African Americans don't really have that you yeah. know and it sucks but I still feel like, like there's like an attachment to like a locale like people from Brooklyn will remind you every five minutes that they're from Brooklyn Girl. like Brooklyn pride is I just New I York cannot pride. New York pride is I know yeah, yeah. No, yeah if you're New from York Brooklyn please explain to me why you are the way you are I know right why add us like on Twitter or hashtag, like, use the hashtag or something <laughs> I it will must be biggie Big. Yeah, I think it is biggie. Is there not that culture even within like African Americans in Atlanta? They're not from like yo, I'm Atlanta. Migos and those no, people. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, what is it? The six like yeah. East Side, East Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. They do not Decatur, play. They don't play. Yeah. They don't. They'll let you know real quick. But mm-hmm. also black people from Texas. They'll remind yeah. you every hour. Houston, Dallas, they'll let Bruh. you know. I don't yeah. know. People it do have attachments the to their, their, <laughs> yeah. their area. I'm, I'm with Would you, you that. say that's how, like, African-Americans sort of culturally differentiate? Like, yeah, we're African-American, but I'm from uh, New Orleans, though. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Is that a thing? I think it could be. Maybe. I remember after Katrina, and we got an influx of, like, 
Because a lot yeah. of them came to Atlanta after Hurricane Katrina. They would let you know, like, oh, no, I'm from New Orleans. Like, I I'm different. Think, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, where you're from. Yeah. For instance, my family is from Florida. So, we do, like, Sunday dinners with, um, with seafood and conch fritters and mm. you know like we're very big on seafood food brings us together like mm. we'll go to church go to my auntie's house and just unite over a big thing of seafood right. then I have my friend who's from New Orleans who like they do the same thing but over jambalaya and she told me I think my mom's jambalaya is bomb but she said it was not made correctly but like so yeah i think like where you're from as far as like cities and stuff that does have a big you know yeah and that also brings me to like we we kind of food like uniting over food is a big part of black well any culture but yeah because maybe not white people Uh, yeah i don't think they're eating like cucumber sandwiches (laughs) and they're eating chicken and they season it with mayonnaise (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, Listen, no. that's their hot sauce. I like, know, yes. right? Right. It's spicy for them. That's crazy. But I Bro. think um, you all's like experiences as mm. children. I could, I don't want to say relate to it because I hate when people say like, "Oh, I can't relate." And it's like you can't really, <laughs> you don't really know. But um, elementary school, I went to a predominantly white school. We had like mm. a few Hispanics scattered here and there. Um, and we had, like, a few African students scattered, Mm. um, but I noticed, like, I kind of united with the Africans and the maybe two, three other black girls that went to my school, but, um, being darker skin and being at a predominantly white school and then being darker skin and going to a predominantly black middle school and high school, I think, like, I caught another end end of things so it was just weird because you feel like oh like the white kids don't accept me I would run for all of the um like what was it the student council and all that stuff I was very smart never got anything always some white girl who who I'm on honor roll all A's honor roll consistently like I'm always on my stuff yeah but she gets it, and I don't know if she can read or not. Like, wow. but but she's she's popping. Like, yeah. So I exactly. always saw that, and then you had like the the younger black boys that would pick on you and say you look like silly, right? And you're you're black as hell, and just um, call you tar baby and things like that. I'm screaming. Yeah. So it was kind of like a not being accepted completely from like. all these different ends Mm. and then you get to middle school and it's the same thing but you notice like I went to a predominantly black middle school so it's crazy because it's like we're literally dividing ourselves like I'd get picked on for talking white and being dark skin like and Oh, I didn't wear like a lot of the the hood clothes back then. Oh, like, me neither. The white tees and the four like what you was. <laughs> she was the one. Yes, I didn't well, dress like that. So you make it. It's like <laughs> truly. I feel like some for some reason black people find a way to like kind of separate themselves and be each other's enemy. But yeah, I noticed that. I don't know. Just being a black dark skinned girl, it kind of kind of get different ends of it yeah that's so real Mm -hmm. that is so real Mm -hmm. and I do realize that now I think because I recognize and like hone in on my blackness and like hone in on my dark skinness or whatever I've definitely grown to love and attract more like black people Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's only recently that I started having black friends wow yeah yeah for a long time I just had either like mixed friends or you know friends from like other places Mm -hmm. completely and you know just my like African cousins or whatever you know but it was it was only until like my second year of college where I was like okay no I need to like find my black (laughs) friends like find my black sisters and all that good stuff but to keep it very, very real, though, 
because of the romanticizing that some African Americans do of Africa, I really don't know if I could be with an African American man. You know, like I think about (laughs) that sometimes because, like, whenever and. I'll even, I always bring up this example because it was the most recent one that happened. But we met this guy from Minnesota. Shout out to you if you're still listening to this podcast. <laughs> but we met, Bobo and I met this guy. And I mean, it was really funny because like he was, I don't know if he was like talking to one of our other friends or whatever. But like he came over and we were just like all talking. Mm-hmm. And so he was going on about how, you know, he's going to be the change for Africa. And like he's so like pro-African. And he, but then the, the gag, <laughs> the gag was he went to Senegal and he was like, no, it was too crazy. Like, you know, they were pushing the bus, you know, they were trying to get, you know, they were trying to get us, you know, it was a lot. Like, I don't know, I'll probably have to make another trip there. My so first trip was traumatic. To... That's why I was looking yeah, at him. I was well, like, so, you gonna change and so how are you going to change it then? Exactly. No, he wants you, how? he wants you to be the Ashanti goddess Cleopatra. He wants you to be Egyptian, but he does not want you to be Zimbabwean, (laughs) dark skin, boysy, kinky hair. I can deal with Africa, but not not none of that shit that make me uncomfortable. Exactly. Okay. Like, I'll go to the beach and, like, you know, I'll see, I'll get pampered and meet all these women and, like, see them walking with their, like, huge hips and whatnot, but... I can't. Yeah. I can definitely not go to the market. No, you if know? you're not twerking, I can't be. Him. Yeah, <laughs> I can't much. be. You know, hustle, getting hustled because they want to make the best price for their family or make so, the yeah. best. So you money. don't think African American men can digest an African woman in her entirety? Not. No, I don't think so. Really? I think it's okay, like speak totally. On I have two cousins really? that are like I think what one's twenty eight now and mm-hmm. one just got married like about a month ago. Okay. Both of them are African Americans. Okay. But the thing that I know for Nigerians, mm. it doesn't matter where you're from, they're somehow going to assimilate you into the culture. <laughs> That's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, you guys are amazing. I actually admire that. that was I admire that. Nigerians will bring you to the, oh, uh, you're not going to take our daughter. We're going to take you. Like, we're going to come here. Even the friends get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, like, it worked out, but that's because the guy had to appreciate the culture, like, everything about the culture. Like, you mm. have to, like, accept it, because the, the person that my cousin just married, he had to go to Nigeria and do the traditional marriage. Exactly! But yeah. what you I know, noticed from his family, cows. they were very open, like, ah, very open. The mom okay. had a great time, because like, they showed, like, a little, like, video of, like, yeah. the traditional marriage, because we were at the white wedding, because, oh, you know, okay. two marriages, you know. Oh, yes, we <laughs> do. Oh, yes, we do. So, like, I think, like, it's possible, but the person you're marrying has to be open-minded. Yes, I think about be. that all the time. Because I'm, like, I'm down to date, and, I mean, I'm not getting married to anyone, but, like, I'm down to be with anyone. Mm. But I do think about, like, when it comes to, like, African-American, Americans, the cultural divide is so big it's that so it's big. like, yeah, you're chill with me now as an African because you think it's exotic and chill. But when it comes to pay dowry, right. or like yeah. going to the village, you, yeah, know? like are you prepared to buy goats? Yeah. Um, are you prepared to pay for two weddings? Or like see the goat get slaughtered? Yeah, you know? like are that's you, just how it is. Are you ready, fam? Or are you gonna be like, nah, that's too much? You know what I'm saying? Or when like my mom and like her relatives call me at like five a.m. Yeah, you know, because they just want to know how I am, yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna sometimes uncle, right <laughs> that uncle who comes and stays at your house. For like months, I yeah. know. He and said you it's can. gonna be two so, days. Two, two days. Yeah, you went definitely up. can't okay, say okay, no. Okay, you're still here. I heard no words. Go home. That's where you need to go. You see, because like an American will tell you to get the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, as an African, it's just like just okay, no, you're when staying they in our house. Up. To the village, we have to greet everybody. Oh, and yeah. like, oh, I'm going in the house. Oh, yeah, I'm not why do say Americans hi. not greet? 
Have, did you experience that? Like, what? when you enter, or like when you were in college or whatever, or like you enter somebody's dorm and you're like, hey, everybody, what's up? No, you, you greet know? everyone when, individually. Like, yeah, like, hey, like, what's your name? What's your name? Mm-hmm. Whereas when you meet Becky, Becky's like, I'm gonna just go to my dorm. Like, I don't care who any of y'all are. I think that's just, you don't have no home training. Because oh, okay. <laughs> 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 even some people, I'd be like, so when you enter a room, like, like you're not, not gonna greet. Yeah, I think that's okay. just... Okay. Yeah. I would always get so confused. Like, that's hella rude. Yes, yeah. call the asses out. Right? Because I know I'll be like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't. There was I one can't. time I just had a rough day at high school and my grandma was still alive. God rest her soul. Mm-hmm. Yo. She, I, like, didn't say hi to her. She turned it into a whole thing. You know, Ella is probably doing something wrong at school, you know. Because this afternoon she came back. You know what? She didn't greet me. Yeah, she did not greet yeah. me. Okay. She didn't want to greet me. You know, it's she such is, a big right? thing. Like she sat my mom down. She was like, "Equa is going down the wrong path." <laughs> you know, she did not. As greet. if you were pregnant I and like, drugs. Yeah, I was like. Yeah. Mine was if I was disrespectful, you're still an American friend. <laughs> they like, always blame like the American. Right? Literally. Those black Americans. That's what you always say. My they, mom would always be like, oh, you're talking back? Don't let them white friends get your ass <laughs> <back."> <laughs> <laughs> Becky could do that shit to her mama. Don't say that shit to me. I know, though. right? Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> okay, but could you guys date Africans? Yeah. That's, I mean... Oh, I so think, you're not hesitating. Okay, I see. I don't think I have a choice. I'm hesitating. Because that's, <laughs> I'm not that's thinking I'm hesitating. <laughs> Disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I'm not racist. I just love, like... Melanin. Like, black, like, all parts of the African diaspora. I just wouldn't date anybody that's not, like, here. Like... So the light The brown. <laughs> like, I date a light skin, like, any, as long as you're, like, in that... You have melanin, like yeah, your skin can absorb I never date like a white guy. I couldn't see myself like an Asian or <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't really. I just don't and I, I, yeah. I appreciate all flavors of the uh, <laughs> of the bakery. Yeah, the bakery. I'll, I'll take I'll take milk chocolate. I will take you know. Right, I'll take white, white chocolate. chocolate. I'll take the one with the nuts in it. <laughs> You know, I appreciate all flavors. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think, I think you're absolutely right about being open. It's just finding an open African American man is it's it's a dime a dozen. It is, it's a dime a dozen. It's it like really a needle is. in a haystack because you'll think they're open and then they'll say something and you're just like, wow, mm, I really had faith. You know, like yeah. I really mm-hmm. thought, and then you, you have were... to be strong because when you meet the family, like. I African, think about that too. African, they can they can get in your ass. Like they'll just be like, "So you mean Atabal? <laughs> All <laughs> these people you bring back him, and you know, and they'll say it in your face, right, right, right there, right there. That's why I don't bring any guy until I know no. that you are going to be at least a semi permanent fit. Like yeah. you need to have gone on fifteen bay auditions, okay, until. <laughs> You have the honor of meeting my parental yeah, unit. Yeah, I know. Because they'll be like this goat. Yeah, this one. This one, and in his face, yeah. like they will. Hey, my parents are gonna ask him, "What does he do?" And if it's not yeah, what it, they deem yeah. as, you know, like what they want. Oh, oh now like, you know oh, I'm starting I'm a my own thing. You know, <laughs> I'm a teacher. I work in the schools. <laughs> now you, you know, know I'm your dad would be like, yeah. "That happened to my cousin. She brought. Well, they're not together anymore, but he was a teacher, and so my aunt was fake. She's like, "Oh, okay." The guy left. You better just get rid of him because he's not going to work. And they broke up because, like, the mom made him feel so my aunt made him feel so uncomfortable. Like, like so African parents they, do they that. Do. I know, right? Like, if they don't like someone, they will make it the situation yeah. so hard for you that you just have to like break up with the person yeah. just to get. And it'll be as simple as like your job. Oh, what do you do? Oh, nah, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm studying, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm into music. music. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going into music, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Nah, I got my own business. Oh, God, what's disaster. Your, what's your business? <laughs> Are you running a law firm? If the answer is it's no, not, leave the premises. Just leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to, they will not accept they your dowry application. No, no, right? It's like, canceled. It's not canceled. canceled. It is so canceled. canceled. No, please leave the building. <laughs> it's canceled. 
And then they get mad at you because you thought he was suitable enough to bring to them. And then you get a lecture. You get, you know what I'm saying? You get the lecture. Oh, God. I'll never forget, though. There was this one guy I used to talk to, and, like, he made the rude... He was so rude Mm -hmm. about Africans. And he would say... Or one one time I told him, like, you know, like, Kenya... Like, because stupidly, he didn't think that Kenya was in Africa. I have no idea how... How old was he? You know what? Let me not even... Hopefully, he's doing better in life. Because this moment needed, to, he needed to know. Yeah, and so I remember telling him, like, "Yo, like, you know, in our culture, men and women both cook. Like, it's just like a form of how shit goes." And he was like, "Oh, you know, but." where I'm from, we don't really do that. And then he had the audacity to be like, but, you know, I don't want you to cook, you know, because when, like, Africans cook, you know, my mom used to put the towel down because she didn't want the smell to get into our house. And I was like, excuse me? Beat him. <clears throat> You're so nice, girl. <laughs> I was like, wait, Beat what? Him. Why would you even feel comfortable enough to even yeah. to say that? Right? Like, like, like what's going on? What conversations are you having in your home where that's okay to, like... Because if you're comfortable saying that to my face, like, what's not being said? Yeah. Like, what's being said at home? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He was... So, like, even with... Like, blackness is so... Like, we just have to constantly, every day, just figure yeah. out. But I think the fears y'all are bringing up about bringing African-American home... Yeah. That's how I feel about bringing, like, anything outside of my race. Like, really? are you going to say some stupid shit, like, about... <laughs> our hair yeah. or are you going to complain about like the seasoning or hot sauce or make jokes yeah. about my family members names like like I, I think about things really? like that like or if I go visit your family is your grandma going to say some stupid shit about like you know slave I don't yeah, know yeah. just like I think about things like that like because a lot of white guys approach me mm-hmm. and it's always on some like, every now, well, let me change it. Since I've been in New York, they're more, like, sincere, and they just, like, want to talk to you. Yeah. In Atlanta, they do some shit like, oh, girl, once you go white, your credit's all right, you know? To start off the conversation, or I'm just looking Someone's for, like, dying. the ebony, you know, goddess. Just, what? you know. I'm I'm very diverse and you know like <laughs> Once just, a guy says that yeah. it's no, it's, it's, it's no. I'm very diverse like that just go like, that way go, as soon as a go, white guy just love like dark goes. skin and like natural hair I just I can't help my like oh, no, it's no. just things like why do you have to bring that up you could you didn't even ask my name right you didn't even say hello <laughs> like just things like that like where are you from start a conversation with me like I'm just normal you're really interested not like you have this fetish of Trying mm-hmm. something with a black girl and telling your friends later, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, 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 no. Whether you're African American or African Asian or whatever, I have reservations about dating any guy because <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> are you worthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that is how really many the question. Of them no. are just are just worthy. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is really the question. But yeah, we could really go on for days. I know. Yeah, I know. So we should probably wrap. We're actually over time already. Oh. Oh. But this, this was such a, a good great conversation. conversation. Yes. Thank yes. you so much, Rani, Ugo. Two woke girls. Yes. Yes. Please follow them on all SoundCloud, all of your devices. So from your iPad to your iPhone. I don't know if you can get it on Apple Watch yet. But gotta do it tell your friends but yes and we hopefully will have way more guests but it's been afro if you enjoyed this episode and if you'd like to continue the conversation don't forget to like comment follow subscribe and we're also on itunes once again we made it afro yes so with that being said this is the moment. Yeah. This is the